What is up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire hit you guys back up here. It is crossover Wednesday here. Very excited to be joined by Patricia Trena of Locked On Giants to discuss Sunday's big battle. Patricia, thanks so much for talking with me and uh, previewing this game for me. Welcome. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you again. Absolutely, yeah. Patricia and I... Uh, talked before the season if you guys recall and had a good had a good combo there so now we're back getting ready for week five i can't believe it's week five already my goodness but yeah let, let's jump into let's talk a little bit about the giants uh struggling a little bit to start the season they are at one and three but we know they have a lot of playmakers on the team uh it starts of course with guys like saquon barkley and uh eli or well, Eli Manning a little bit, but Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard. So let, let's start with the offense going up against this Panthers defense. What are some of the things that you're going to look for in terms of, you know, when the Giants have the ball, you know, who who's going to be someone that can kind of take the torch in this one and try to lead this offense to a big day? Well, I think it starts with Saquon Barkley. I mean, a dynamic runner. I mean, this kid can do it all. I think he's he's probably your equivalent to uh, Christian McCaffrey down there. But uh, unfortunately, for some reason, the Giants haven't used him as much in the running game. They didn't last week. Um, they didn't a, a couple weeks ago. And, and it's just been kind of a head-scratcher. I mean, the, the Giants' offense has turned into almost like a check-down type of offense which has a lot of us perplexed as to what exactly is going on. But, you know, I think you want to start early. You want to test that Panthers defense with the running game, loosen things up a little bit, maybe create some one-on-one opportunities down the field to where, you know, hopefully Eli Manning can hit some of those. So, uh, you know, get that run game going early, get it going often. And, and you know, it, it's interesting. This was a, uh, a, a an approach I mentioned for the Giants game against the Texans a few weeks ago, and they did that, and they had success. So we'll see if they listen to me again. Yeah, and you know, we we talked we talked a little bit too about Saquon and how the like you said the Giants kind of get away from the run. So we really need to see if they can really get things going, especially with you know how the Panthers are a little susceptible on the against running backs. Uh, I want to talk about the offensive line, too, because it really seems like, you know, and we had concerns about the offensive line going into the season, and we were already seeing a little bit of shuffling along the offensive line. You know, Eric Flowers got benched last week. Um, First, well, we'll talk about the offensive line as a whole, but one guy I want to get your thoughts on, too, is uh, rookie Will Hernandez. How has he looked so far? I've, I've heard he's kind of struggled a little bit, which I, I guess is kind of common for rookie offensive linemen. I mean, there's even people talking about how uh, Quentin Nelson, who is seen as one of the best linemen, maybe the best lineman in the class, he's been struggling a little, a little bit with the Colts. So how has Will Hernandez's performance been doing? How has Nate Solder been doing as the big free agent acquisition? And just kind of an overall perspective about this offensive line. Sure. Will Hernandez is a guy I really like. I think he's going to be a a fantastic player for them um, as he gets more experience. You have to remember, though, with him, he's coming from UTEP, where the competition um, probably is not the same as, say, what a a Notre Dame or a 
or a Penn State or a Miami University might see. It's it, it's not quite the same level. Um, but, you know, Will started off a little slow, struggled a little bit with the speed of the game, but he's been slowly adjusting. I thought he had a pretty good game last week against the um, the Saints, didn't make as many assignment errors. And actually, the assignment errors he made earlier in the season have kind of gone away. So that's very encouraging to see. Um, next to him, he's got Nate Solder, the veteran offensive tackle who replaced Eric Flowers at left tackle, comes over from the Patriots. And, and you know, Solder has been solid. You know, it, he is, you know, at this point, I think people know what you're going to get from Solder. He's a solid guy. Um, you know, is, is he in the same category as, say, maybe an Andrew Whitworth out in L.A.? Probably not, but still, you know, a, a significant upgrade compared to what they had at Eric Flowers, who, you know, they started off at the right tackle position, benched him actually against Houston. They replaced him with Chad Wheeler, who's an undrafted free agent, played at USC with Sam Darnold, who's now with the Jets. And, and Wheeler is, is a guy who, you know, just – Moving forward, they're going to have to give him help. I mean, you know, they did last week, and he played well. He's done well in the run game. And, uh, you know, last week what they did was they slid Patrick Omame, the right guard, over to give him some help. And, you know, they held up pretty well against Cameron Jordan, who, of course, is a very tough customer to deal with. And then finally at center, you have the grizzly veteran of the group, John Greco. He stepped in for for John Halapio, who suffered the broken ankle in week two. Um, you know, Greco, very smart guy, you know, has been there, done that. He had some struggles last week. Um, some some assignments were, I, I thought, looked like they were off, you know, based on what I saw. I mean, I could be wrong. But, uh, you know, that offensive line basically still remains a work in progress. It still remains a question mark. It's probably not where anybody on that team wants it to be, and and it's it's going to be a key, obviously, to the game every week because you know they're they're not going to be facing any, you know, patsies as far as defense defenses that are coming up on the schedule. Before we jump back, I want to take a quick moment to thank one of our great sponsors over at Vivid Seats, as always. Vivid Seats, the online ticket marketplace. That is dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and sporting events and artists perform in person. And they help fans find seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. So listen, guys, I'm like you. I like a good night out. want to hang out with my friends, see the latest concerts, uh, upcoming sporting events, all that good stuff. And I like to save a little bit of money by doing so as well. And you can do that. You can save money yourself by joining Vivid Seats. If you haven't tried Vivid Seats yet, this is the time to do it because Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. 
Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Thank another of our great sponsors over at MyBookie.ag. Listen, folks, as you guys know, I try to give you some picks all the time in terms of who's going to win and who's going to cover the spread. I don't always know the answer, but if you guys think you know the answer, then you got to check out MyBookie because they're your best bet this season. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me, so that's why I'm telling you guys to make your way to MyBookie because when you win, they do pay, and they pay very quickly in terms of actually getting you your winnings. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. So listen up, guys. MyBookie is slammed with new bettors, and they want to give everyone the best per- best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits of over $100. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use the promo code Locked On to activate your offer. And if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 in free play by adding $25 to the promo code so that's locked on 25 so join my bookie use the promo code locked on and get up to a thousand dollars in free play but if you want hold out after dinner wait until 7 p.m use the promo code locked on 25 and get an extra 25 dollars in free play it's up to you guys but i'd wait until after dinner and take that extra money you play you win you get paid Let's talk about the receivers, too. Obviously, you know, Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, the top two guys, um, we know they've been just continuing to dominate. Uh, what What are your thoughts on this matchup against uh, against these, these Panthers cornerbacks? I, I think this is going to be a pretty fascinating battle uh, between those two units. Yeah, I mean, they certainly have the potential to be fascinating, but what has, you know, what has everybody here in Giants country scratching their heads has been the use of Odell Beckham Jr. You know, the Giants have used him as more of a possession type of a receiver as opposed to sending him deep and letting him do all the things that, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is capable of doing. I mean, the guy that that's really, I think, is kind of quietly stolen the spotlight, if you will, has been Sterling Shepard because, you know, a lot of guys haven't really paid attention to him as much. And, you know, he's a player who, you know, in the past was primarily a slot receiver. They've been playing him outside some more now in this new offense, and he has really, really benefited. So, you know, I just think that, you know, if Eli Manning can get some time to throw the ball and look down the field, which I don't believe he's done a whole lot of, at least, again, that's what it looks like on tape, and just take a few shots down the field and let Beckham do what he does best. And, you know, I, I think you can, you'll can you get some excitement out of that passing game, which has so far just been kind of, I don't want to say pedestrian, but it's lacked something, and, and that something has been the explosive plays that we're used to seeing from Beckham. And we we talked to about how you know Evan Ingram likely not playing in this game, still battling that injury. Uh, what's kind of the timetable for him? When when is he expected to return? 
Well, uh, initially it was about, two, I think they said two to four weeks, but you have to remember the Giants, after they get done with the Panthers, I believe they have a Thursday night game against the Eagles. So I don't think we're going to see Ingram that quickly. There's an outside chance he might return for the uh, the Atlanta game, but I'm wondering if maybe he goes on the longer side of that two to four week that, you know uh, prognosis period, and maybe we don't see him until after the bye week. They certainly miss him. I mean, you know, no disrespect to Red Ellison, who's a tight end I really like, but he cannot stretch the field vertically the way Ingram can, and and uh, that's that's a significant loss right there for the Giants. And I'm, I know they're very you know much looking forward to getting Ingram back when he is healthy. Yeah, for sure. Because like like you said, he's he's just such a dynamic player that you know really helps up open up the offense. So you can tell. The offense has been pretty limited without Ingram there. Uh, let's let's flip to the defense now too. Uh, let's, let's start with the front four. Uh, you got guys like rookie B.J. Hill, who looks like he's had a, a good start to his NFL career, uh, and of course, a couple of veterans, Damon Harrison, Dalvin Tomlinson. We talked when discussing the Panthers about how they like to rotate their front four guys. Uh, what have the Giants been doing? with their defensive line? Is it kind of a, a mainstay at the front four, or are they a nice rotating team as well? Well, what the Giants have done, you know, it's interesting. Coming in, everybody thought we would see a lot of 3-4 defensive fronts, and basically James Betcher, their defensive coordinator, has mixed things up. We see a lot of nickel, which, you know, would be your typical 4-2-5 alignment. We've seen some traditional 4-3 uh, defensive fronts. We've seen a few 3-4. We've seen a couple two-down linemen. So Betcher's really mixed it up a lot. But, you know, you mentioned B.J. Hill. This is a guy who, you know, he's a rookie, but he has played well. You know, we, we joke about this, you know, in, in Giants country. We say that, you know, that if you're a third-round pick for the team, you're, you're, you're basically your career is over before it gets started. Well, B.J. Hill and rookie Lorenzo Carter, who's an outside linebacker, both third-round picks of the Giants this year, and both of them have made an early impact and, and early contributions, and the future certainly looks bright for the, both those players. Um, up front, also for the Giants, you know, you have Damon Harrison, who is still one of, if not the best, run stoppers in, in you know in the league. I mean, the, the guy is amazing. He just, I don't know how he does what he does at such a high level, you know, after all these years. He's just he just kicks it up into a second gear. It's just amazing to watch him. And then Dalvin Tomlinson is another guy, you know, a very athletic uh, young man. You know, you watch him, you watch Hill. The two of them can run. Um, you, 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 you watch them for the first time and you say, wow, how can guys that size move, move as quickly as they do? But somehow they get it done and they're really good in pursuit. And there are also big bodies that can jam up the middle of the, you know, the, the pat. The, I'm sorry, the running lanes and uh, force runs to go outside. Uh, move, if we move the linebacker unit, uh, Alec Ogletree was one of the key additions to this Giants defense in the offseason. Uh, how well has he fit with the Giants defense? Has he been, you know, like he was with the Rams? Does he feel more comfortable playing in, in this type of defense, you know, is it one of those kind of change of scenery is be, 
or like change of scenery is helpful type deals. Well, Alec Ogletree, you know, first thing he has brought to the Giants is leadership. And, you know, that's something that I hate to say it. It was they didn't have enough of last year. So right off the bat, you know, coming over from the Rams who made the playoffs, Ogletree has been a, a, a great addition to the locker room. Now, there was some concern with him early on about him in coverage, but he hasn't been that bad in coverage. He's, you know, gotten better. You know, it looks like he's settling in with this defense. You know, early on, the Giants defense would get off to a slow start, and then they would settle down and, and, and you know, get their job done. And I think that that slow start is slowly reducing now. And, and Ogletree, you know, as the quarterback of that defense, has really taken charge and made sure that everybody does what they're supposed to and, and, and is where they're supposed to be. So I think uh, they're very happy with him, what he's brought to the table. And, um, you know, hopefully the arrow will keep pointing up for him. How about the rest of the the linebacker crew? Um you know, it's interesting. I'm actually looking at, because uh, I guess now that they moved into a 3-4, looking at our lads, they have Olivier Vernon listed as a Will linebacker. Has, he, has that been kind of more of his new position this year rather than more of a traditional uh, defensive end alignment? Well, Olivier Vernon hasn't played yet this year. Unfortunately, he's been dealing with a high ankle sprain. But in the summer, I'm, I'm sorry, in the spring and in the summer, yes, he's been an outside linebacker. And he was actually very dynamic as an outside, you know, stand-up pass rusher. It's a role that he played, I believe, a little bit when he was with the Dolphins. Did a tad of it last year with the Giants, but was, you know, primarily a a 4-3 defensive end. But, you know, the, the thing with Vernon has unfortunately been an ankle. You know, he missed five games, I'm sorry, four games last year with a high ankle sprain. He's yet to play this year this year because of another high ankle sprain there's some hope they will get him back uh for sunday i i think it's too early i I couldn't say for sure i mean it's going to depend on whether or not he practices and how much he does but there is some hope that he will be back but you know you ask about the rest of the linebackers a guy who you know is kind of been under the radar that i would keep an eye on is ray ray armstrong and it's interesting because Armstrong was a guy they picked up off of waivers from the 49ers last year. And a lot of people thought, oh, this guy, you know, he's just fodder. He's not going to stick around. And he not only has stuck around, but he's actually been pretty decent in coverage, which, you know, was a concern. Um He's actually been siphoning some of the inside linebacker snaps away from B.J. Goodson, who is a terrific downhill linebacker. I mean, Put him up against the run, and, and this kid can pop you into the next century. Um, but when it comes to coverage, you know, it just seems that Ray Ray Armstrong has been a little bit better and, you know, entrusted a little bit more to defend that middle of the field. Now, has it been clean all the time? The answer is no, it hasn't. But, you know, it's someone, you know, if you look at this, the trends on the snaps, Armstrong is the guy who's gotten – slowly got more and more snaps, especially in defending the tight end in the middle of that field. I want to take a moment now to thank uh, another great sponsor, a new sponsor here with the Locked On Network and here on Locked On Panthers, our friends over at Swap.com. Hey, listen, guys, isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes? 
Why do we buy new kids' clothes if they just outgrow them in a few months? Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? Well, there is with Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. You can easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find just what you need. There's over 14 million tons of textile that are wasted each year. So shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent that textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about. So here's the deal with Swap. They're the world's largest online consignment and thrift store, and you can save up to 90% off retail price with Swap.com on some of your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. They've got quality hand-inspected items that are added daily, and if something doesn't fit, you can enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. So listen up. We've got a special offer for you listeners. Get up to 35%. That's 35% off select items with your first order with the promo code Locked On. Plus find new deals every day on Swap.com's homepage. Again, that's Swap, S-W-A-P, Swap.com. Use the promo code Locked On with your first offer and save 35% off select items. Swap.com. All right, Panthers Nation, let's take a moment to thank one of our great sponsors here with the Locked On Panthers, Lokai, L-O-K-A-I. Hey, guys, need a little extra swag for your game day? Well, Lokai has got your back with their brand new game day collection. If you haven't heard the name before, well, you have now. This company is amazing. Me, personally, I've been rocking their bracelets for some time now, and it's a bracelet with an amazing message and also supports incredible causes. It's also very comfortable, easy easy to slip on. Uh, I love wearing it. The Lokai bracelet comes in your team's color. So with the Panthers, you've got the blue, you've got the black, you've got the silver. It's a great look. It's even got the Panthers logo on it. So it's a really nice looking bracelet. Uh, the bracelet itself also holds water from Mount Everest, which is the highest point on Earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, which is the lowest point on Earth. So it's a daily reminder to keep balance in your life between the highs and the lows. These bracelets have an awesome message, and for especially someone like me personally, with a lot, of, a lot of stuff that I have going on, it really helps remind me that you gotta have a good balance in life. So it's it's really fun to wear, and it's a, a great message in life. So since Loki is friends of the show, they are offering you guys. An exclusive discount of 25% off all game day collection bracelets. And trust me, guys, I've been a fan of these guys for a while now. This is the best deal. So just use the promo code PANTHERS25. That's P-A-N-T-H-E-R-S and the number 25. When checking out, and boom, thank me later. So go to L-O-K-A-I. Again, that's L-O-K-A-I.com. And use the promo code PANTHERS25 to take advantage of this amazing deal. And if we move to the uh, secondary, obviously Landon Collins and Janoris Jenkins are kind of the leaders there. You know, still playing still playing at a, a pretty high level. But uh, what, what about the rest of the, the secondary? Has Eli Apple gotten any better you know he, he struggled his first two years in the league has he seemed to improve and started to play more like a even just the first round pick let alone a, a top 10 pick where they took him 
and you know opposite Landon Collins it seems like you have a couple guys there like Curtis Riley and uh, a few others so you know are there any issues there is this a unit that you think can uh, handle some of these Panthers receivers this week well, before Eli Apple suffered a groin strain a couple of weeks ago, he was probably the most consistent of the Giants' defensive backs. I mean, this this is a guy who got tested and who I think has come a long way. First of all, he's over the hump um, from all the problems that he had last year between, you know, the personal off-the-field issues with his mom's health, um, you know, the, the attitude issues, the the – banging heads with the coach, his position coach who's no longer there. So Eli Apple has really grown up and has played well. Now, there is hope that he will be back as well this week um, from that groin strain that he suffered a couple weeks ago in Dallas. But, you know, we'll see if he's back. But what they've been doing in the meantime is they've been playing um, B.W. Webb, who I was he? No, he wasn't with the, with the Panthers a while ago. He, he was with the Titans. But they've been playing B.W. Webb at that outside corner. And Michael Thomas, who is the former Dolphins uh, safety uh, special teamer, he's been doing a lot of the slot cover work. And um, they've been holding their own. And then, of course, you know, Janoris Jenkins, as you mentioned, he's looking to bounce back from last year's injury-shortened season and and show that you know he's still very much a shut down cornerback that he can be capable that he that he's capable of being um you mentioned Landon Collins and it's interesting because Landon um if you look at his stats uh prior to this past weekend's game you would swear that Collins was just not having a good season that he was very quiet and then he goes, lo and behold, against the Saints, and he explodes for all these tackles. Now, as you know, a tackle is not a tackle. You've got to look at where the tackle was made. Because if a guy has 17 tackles and they're all made 20 yards or more down the field, that's not the same as tackles that are made, you know, closer to the line of scrimmage. But with that said, what's been interesting is that teams have tried to stay away from Collins in the first few games of the season which is why his numbers have kind of dipped a little bit. And last week, I think, you know, he had a, a few more opportunities. And, you know, they're not blitzing him as much as they have in the past. But, uh, you know, certainly a, a player to keep an eye on, a guy who can, you know, disrupt the game. And it's just a matter of getting him started and, and putting him in the right position to do so. So I'm going to ask you something that you kind of, asked me on when we talked about the Giants, uh, what are your three keys to victory for the Giants? My three keys to victory. First of all, run the ball early and often. Um, You know, I know that's a cliche, but the Giants, when they run a balanced offense, they tend to be more productive. We saw that against the Texans. And, you know, they were productive and, you know, they've got to stick with that run. Even if they get down by, you know, one one score or, you know, less than a score like they did last week, stay with the run. I mean, that Saquon Barkley can make yards 
out of nothing, even even if the blocking's not clean in front of him. So so stick with him. Um, I think you also have to try and get the ball to Odell deep down the field. I mean, I'm not crazy about the fact that they've turned him into a possession receiver. Get him some deep balls. And, of course, you know, I understand that's going to necessitate the offensive line, you know, keeping the pocket clean because, let's face it, Eli Manning is not going to scramble around. He's a statue back there, but, you know – you got to take some shots down the field, you know. You, you just can't sit there and say, oh, you know, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to play it safe and go with the check down. Because if you do that, it's just, it's not a good look. Um, I think defensively, the key, you know, as, as you mentioned uh, during the Locked on Giants segment, you know, you got to stop Christian McCaffrey, who can who can inflict all kinds of damage on, on a team not just against, you know, in the run, but also in the passing game. You know, watch out for those wheel routes and those, you know, him doing some of the things that a Saquon Barkley can do. And then I'll throw in one more, you know, the Giants have struggled against mobile quarterbacks and particularly those that run that that RPO. And, uh, you know, Cam Newton, as we know, he can make plays with his legs. And I think the Giants have to be careful with him and not overcommit. I mean, we've seen it too many times uh, on, on film. We've seen the Giants linebackers, a couple of them, just absolutely freeze trying to figure out, okay, is this quarterback running or, or what, what's he doing exactly? And, and Cam is just so deceptive when you watch him. So they really have to do some extra film work, make sure they understand every little intricacy of what Cam does and why he does it and what are the signs to uh, – you know, indicating what to expect. And I think if they do all that, they can maybe upset the uh, upset the Panthers, against whom I understand they're a pretty big underdog. And I, I that doesn't really surprise me that they're a bit of an underdog with the way they've struggled and being on the road. But, I mean, crazier things have happened. We saw the Bills go into Minnesota and stun the Vikings. Uh, we saw the Eagles just lose the Titans. You know, we, we've seen some, we've seen two ties already this season. So it's, you know, crazier things have happened in the NFL. So it, it should be an interesting game, I think. You know, one of the could be one of the more underrated games of Week Five. For sure, it should be a fun game. Trisha, thanks so much for uh, stopping by and chatting about the Panthers. Let or chat, chat about the Giants. Excuse me, letting Panthers fans know a little bit more about the Giants. Uh, why don't you let the listeners know uh, where they can find your work, how they could you know, interact with you, all that good stuff. Sure. Um, in addition to being the co-host of Locked on Giants, you can find my work on The Athletic New York. I, co- I cover the Giants there. Uh, you can find my work on Forbes. I'm a contributor covering the Giants there. I'm on uh, The Maven, so I'm the Giants writer for The Maven at themaven.net slash NYGiants, Inside Football, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Patricia underscore Traina, T-R-A-I-N-A. Awesome stuff. Again, thank you so much, Patricia. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And until next time... Keep it locked here with the Panthers and the Giants with Patricia. And we'll see you next time right here on LOP.